Welcome back to season two of Failing to Succeed with me, your favourite Scot, Louise Stevenson. The podcast that embraces failure because it's in the feeling where we find our success. I'm opening season two with an incredibly inspiring episode from Emma in Uata. To the outside world, she was absolutely smashing it. And she was. She had a top job at The Guardian, a gorgeous kid, a beautiful home. She was married. But something deep inside her did not feel right. Her health started deteriorating. And you know when you just start thinking, "Mm, this isn't for me, I need something to change. So she packed up after the first lockdown and moved her family over to Mallorca. I know what you're thinking, there's no way I could do that. Well, here she tells us the highs and lows of how to make positive changes that you can actually stick to. And it doesn't have to involve moving to a whole new country, but that also sounds great too. We caught up after her first retreat on all things failure. Here it is, enjoy. To the outside world, you looked like you had it all going on, Emma. You had beautiful Arlo, you were married. But I think, obviously, there was something going on within you because you decided one day, okay, I'm going to leave all that behind. (laughs) I'm going to move to a new country where I don't speak the language. I'm going to move my family. I'm going to set up my own thing. So what was it about London that you felt that wasn't serving you anymore in the way that it had done maybe previously? Yeah, I mean, I think the realisation really came in the first lockdown. And it was just that this is not it for me. I've always had a deep down calling Mm -hmm. that I wanted to be more in nature, closer to the sea, living in a different, different lifestyle, a different environment that wasn't so work heavy, that wasn't so city. And I do still love the city. I love the inspiration Mm -hmm. of the city. I love the mixture of people in the city, the multiculturalism, the like creative stuff from the city. But I also have this just yearning for nature and the sea and mm-hmm. nicer weather. And, and I just felt like I wasn't doing it. I wasn't doing what I was designed to do and be. And I am and always have been very sensitive to energy. And I think that in London, that can feel quite compromised because you know it's city living there's lots of people there's essentially you know traffic and noise everything kind of invading that for me so I had started to get a hypothyroid chronic fatigue oh wow okay I didn't realize that yeah yeah in London and actually I went to a top consultant in London and he said you're going to be on thyroxine for the rest of your life wow you can eat or drink what you want which is hilarious I'm no longer on thyroxine wow Um, yeah and that's because of the move and change in lifestyle change in lifestyle and diet right wow Um, that's crazy Yeah. And I essentially think it was about when I decided to start not compromising myself anymore. There becomes a big shift when you start saying, what do I really want? Not what are the expectations? You actually rarely have the time to stop and think, Mm. you know, and actually take stock. And I really think that it was it was when that was forced upon us during lockdown one. I only had one, luckily that it was then that I was like, oh, hang on a minute. What am I doing? Like, I'm not really serving myself fully. Like, this isn't really where I want to raise my children. This isn't really what I want to do. But you know what it was? 
my biggest fear about leaving London was I was walking away from opportunities mm. because we're kind of conditioned to think, look, it's the capital city, it's shiny, it's got all the big jobs, it's got all the big opportunities. Mm. Like you can't be successful unless you're in London. That's really the thing that was keeping me in London. Absolutely. And where you were so successful here in media, working for the biggest brands, it must have been like, shit, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'll leave it. Yeah, even amongst some things that threw up challenges towards going, maybe even signs around the marriage not lasting, etc. I was still getting a very strong yes, go to go to Mallorca. So the whole time you're working in London, you are doing yoga, you're doing meditation, you're getting into Reiki. So you're kind of doing that in your free time outside of work. And that's yeah. your passion. So did you know that at some point that area or line of work would draw you in even further? Or did you see that as an opportunity once you moved? I did the classic thing I really listened to all of the voices and the people and my mind saying your career can't be your passion I just sort of thought it's not it's not going to be a possibility right it was only really when I then decided to start listening to my heart and sinking into that and even when I moved to Mallorca I launched my business Anuata Studio brand consultancy originally and created retreat packages around content and retreat curation so I was still very much leaning on that media background and because of lockdown because of zoom etc I was able to pick up clients that were still London based whilst I was living in Mallorca so of course that changed everything in itself anyway so I was still essentially working for London clients Mm. and companies and obviously still a huge amount of the people I work with are London based and it just so happens that we've had this shift into remote working that's enabled me to do that all right so London no longer working for us we want to move to Mallorca don't speak the language pandemic hits and think right that's it I'm off chat me through what it's like moving to a new country trying to get your kids into school trying to keep a marriage going and trying to set up a business there's a lot going on here Emma. (laughs) and also we arrived in October and we had to have the first appointment before December because of Brexit I'd been on a press trip to Mallorca, to Dea, stayed at La Residencia when I was working for National Geographic Traveller 10 years ago. And I just remember just sitting in the mountains going, oh my gosh. And I went to this Robert Graves museum and it was talking about how he raised his children and they were sitting on donkeys and pulling oranges off the trees. And I think I must have just ingrained something then, like that is what I want for my children, like that just simple, rustic life yeah and so yeah so I just had this vision of that really I said to Ash my um, husband at the time I was like we just do step by step by step by step and it was just like you just look at it step by step like nudge 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 in, Mm. in in that situation and like you start laying your roots down gradually 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 when something's really aligned, everything falls into place. You know, like the people I've met here have been so amazing. 
and I've connected with so well that it's you feel so supported and so things like that really make a huge difference Um, yeah yeah. I imagine so the other thing that you've probably rejected and you can let me know either way is the nine to five that we are so stuck in here in the UK. We've seen a shift with remote working. We've seen now that lots of companies are taking on the four day week as a trial in the UK. I was just wondering, do you still subscribe to that or has that changed as well? That has changed a lot. Interestingly, I started to become aware of this at The Guardian when I was doing management training because we all have different personality types Mm. and some people will perform their absolute best in that last moment. They Mm. can really surrender and not do a lot and then their absolute best potential comes in that last moment. And so therefore, they do not need to be at work, at a desk, 90% of the time, whatever it is, they just don't need to be, they will, you know, they will still do that, do the things that they need to do. But in that moment, so the way I run my business now is, if I wake up and I need to go for a hike or a swim in the sea, I'll go and do that. Because mm-hmm. I'll actually get my best inspirations from doing things like that. And then something will come through. For example, the retreat, one evening, I was just like, right, it was the, I put the kids to bed. And then within, an, I think, two hours, I sat on my bed and I just wrote it. And wow. I said, that's it. Before I had even booked anything, I already had people signed up to it because yeah. it was coming through and I knew it was important and I knew it was what people needed. And, um, you know, I wanted to share it and that was it. And it was it was done. And really, it was about six weeks, wasn't it? But, um, yeah, it was mad because I... I think I was one of the ones that signed up before you even had it. <laughs> you were, you were, yes, you were. You were I, was like, I think there was three of you that were basically in that exact place. And I said, look, I'm going to do it. And then you, you the three, and then I was like, right, okay, so I'm doing it because three of you are absolutely in without any question. And then the rest of the people dropped in almost along the same vein, you know. That must have been terrifying though, Emma, because first time running a retreat, mm. you've got to secure the location. You've got to make sure that there's enough people to actually be able to afford it, to afford the uh, all the outgoings that it was taking. And yet you've only got three people who you know are going to come. That must have been terrifying. I, I, I was in, I really, really, really trusted. I really trusted. And actually, I have, I have a mentor as well. So whilst I do coaching for other people, I have a mentor too. When you're in that moment of, am I going to do this thing? Shall I do this thing? And they're like, do the thing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, because sometimes you've just got to take steps and leaps and I'm now getting good at taking leaps yeah (laughs) and every time I take a leap and every time I trust it it, as long as it's aligned as long as it's in my truth as long as it is absolutely like what I'm supposed to do it will always work out yeah and then you find that those things just take on a life of their own 
essentially mm -hmm. like they just start they just start happening and they just start rolling yeah um, so let's talk about what you're doing now because it's really exciting so um we've just done a retreat for four days in the mountains in Dea in Mallorca which was absolutely incredible vegan chef on site lots of yoga meditation movement different flows and practices that I'd never heard of before lots of amazing ceremonies that kind of really got you out of your head and into your body these retreats is this what you see the business going into like what do you see for yourself in the future yeah well so it's all about the Anuata experience um Anuata is something that came to me through a future self meditation anyway. And so it's like something deep within me, something deep within my soul is creating it. And it's essentially about energy work and it's about empowerment of people when they come into their truth, when they find that inner cooling, that inner truth, the inner love and expansion, like from there, what are you capable of? And what do you want for yourself? And that's really like the root of it all. Mm. And from there, all of the other practices and the coaching and the energy work that I do support that. From that place, you have so many opportunities and you have so much potential yeah. and it's really about like supporting people through that and creating a life that they love and creating a life that they are super aligned with and like achieving in a way that they never thought possible mm. um, what would you say just to play devil's advocate for a second what would you say to people that think something like that would never be an opportunity for me because I have bills to pay I have responsibilities I have all yeah. of this stuff that I'm doing just to survive I can't even think about having a life that I would love because yeah. I'm stuck in a place where I have so many responsibilities yeah and I was there I was there I was living in London with a mortgage with two young children, I felt a slave to motherhood. I had hyperthyroid. I thought I'm never gonna get out of this like corporate job. I just thought it was not possible for me. I just thought this is this is my life. Like this is it. We can't change this. Like, and I was also like, I should be really grateful for what I have, you know? But whereas deep down inside, it wasn't really serving me. Mm. Um, in my highest mm. and I believe that like the transformation in which you can take to live a life that you really dream of like I used to actually feel quite triggered about people saying living their best life because I never felt like I was living my best life mm. it just didn't feel like that was a possibility or a reality yeah and actually it's small shifts and it's small tweaks Okay. that we can start doing that start changing our mindset and expanding our mindset and you start with like really small practices like micro steps into your day-to-day -day life that start the shifts okay like, yeah yeah you could just quit your job and see what happens and it might work itself out but I would say that you know 
there are things you can do to step stone into that. It okay, yeah because that is terrifying like I'm not gonna <laughs> yeah. when you've got bills to pay and the mortgage coming out every month you are not quitting your job and just seeing what happens are you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and also like transformations and shifts happen over time in my opinion they happen with work you know it may look like things happened overnight for me but it did and I believe it's the inner work that is the change that's the change that's where you start seeing your reality shifting wow that's amazing thank you for sharing that honestly that's so great can I ask what is the one failure in inverted commas Mm. has happened to you in your life the biggest one or the most impactful one where you've seen the biggest positive change come from it after I left the Guardian I did set up a few different businesses one of them being Playground which is a sustainable street oh yeah of course Yeah. yeah so it was a sustainable streetwear brand for parents and kids and it had all of the potential. We were in Grazia, we were in the Times, we were in Evening Standard, you know, we were featured in everything. We had a lot of influencers and people supporting the brand. For me, it wasn't aligned. It was not in my truth. And this is one of the biggest, biggest realizations I have experienced and came to was that it just, didn't feel completely aligned for me and then when I did this I did some deep kind of meditation work around it and this is where Anuata came to me and what came through was that nature was one of the most important things in the next 20 years for me and nature is one of the most important things and then I was like oh okay so actually trying to sell a hundred thousand t-shirts is not really in my alignment because that isn't really helping nature that must have been so hard to give up because it was doing so well yeah it was a lot of sleepless nights to make that decision it was a really tough decision because it was at a point where it could have been an incredible brand and walking away from that and then moving to Mallorca so it made it even bigger decision Wow. That must have been really hard, really hard, because you've spent so much time and money, arguably, like making this brand a great brand, getting it to where it was. And then all of a sudden, just as it's about to take off, you're like, actually, I'm going in a different direction. Yeah, the decisions I made have been bold, really bold. Whilst they haven't always been easy, I am very clear that they've been the right ones. So as well as the retreat, You've got a new program coming out as well, don't you? Yes, yeah, yeah, I do, yes. So I'm, yeah, I'm working on an eight-week program, which is going to be a group coaching and energy activation. So it's really about this. It's living on soul purpose. So it's really about people tapping into what their truth is, what their inner calling is, And then how you start like bringing that out into your reality, how you start dropping that into your day-to-day life. For me, one of my most changing points was, was when the lofty stuff becomes reality. And that's when it's like um, little day-to-day things that you can integrate and implement in your everyday life in London. Mm-hmm. you know because I used to go and do yoga retreats and all this kind of stuff and I'd be like oh amazing but then I could never integrate it into day-to-day life and then when I started learning about coaching techniques 
and different energetic practices like ah okay I got it like you can do this tiny little you can do a two minute thing every morning and it's integrating into day-to-day life and it's shifting your mindset and it's opening up your inner world and it's and and it will transform your life if you just start integrating little practices like that in your day-to-day life and so is that online then yeah it will be online yes it'll be an eight-week program online then I will be releasing the information as it comes through so yeah and then I'm launching a six-month container for people starting their soul aligned business essentially so um and that will be group coaching and one-to-one mentoring and energy activations and brand consultancy and messaging so it's all of it wow it's not container that people can drop in at any point so Mm -hmm. it supports the journey because it is a journey like we said it's an integration it's a journey to move into launching your own business soul aligned because when it's soul aligned we know it's going to be successful so that sounds incredible well well done because it really looks like you're having a great life over there miracle is fantastic i absolutely loved it and i i just wish you every success because i can see that you're glowing now every time i see you and yes it is hard work everything's hard work life is hard work but i think being true to yourself is the one thing in life that makes you successful ultimately yeah exactly so remind us how we get more information on instagram at emma underscore anuata n-u-a-t-a and that's where I'll be releasing all of my information about the courses that the programs that I'm launching and it's where you can get in touch about one-to-one work so I take on one-to-one clients and then my website will be updating soon things like that and there will be the next retreat in Mallorca (laughs) but I've actually got retreats coming up with Casa Cook Hotels so we've got one in Samos in Greece which is an amazing Greek island it's very very green very luscious mountains but it's got ancient temples it's got it's got ancient goddess temples I'm going to be doing retreat in Egypt with Casa Cook as well. Oh my God, girl. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for your time. If you want to listen to more episodes of Failing to Succeed, check us out on Spotify or iTunes or go to failingtosucceed.co.uk.